0: Self-Development with Tactics So, surprisingly enough After two days of not recording, this is the third recording that I'm having today, and maybe it's going to be more, maybe it's even going to be five, which is kind of the the all-time highest I think that I've ever had. But today we're going to go through another book summary, it's um, going to be about Behave by Robert Sapolsky, Magnus, or something, well, I actually, no, it's, it's Robert Sapolsky, and it is a, well, apparently it is a psychology book, but it is more about, well, yeah, it is, but it is about why people behave in a certain way, and also just explaining the behavior and whatnot, so it is about behavior, which is in general something that I deeply, deeply, deeply find fascinating, because I often think about reasons why I do certain things, and on the other hand, of course, also why other people do certain things, and I do hope that I'm gonna um, find a few answers to my questions in the summary so if you're having similar questions you might also be finding um, answers to them as well but I do highly recommend going through the summary or the article which is linked down in the description or in the show notes if you're on a podcast if you feel like well the video is shit so I don't like you and whatnot but please 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 just, just check out the article it's gonna be worth it, I guess. It is a very comprehensive and long and detailed one, as far as I can tell, because, I mean, it has a particular length to it, and yeah, I highly recommend so, you know, because I understand and know and believe that the video, per se, is not gonna be for everyone, and it also shouldn't. And my eyes hurt quite tremendously, and I don't know why. Might be due to some deficit, might be due to whatever, but, but yeah, anyway. So Behave, from 2017, is Robert Sapolsky's Magnus Opera. It is a multidisciplinary approach mixing evolutionary psychology, biology and anthropology to explain what makes us humans and what causes and influences our thoughts and behavior. Behave summary about the author. Robert Sapolsky is an American neurodoctor. Doctrineologist and author. He is currently a professor of biology and professor of neurology and neurological sciences at Stanford University. Note excluded in this summary. In this summary of behave I will not go into the description of the brain not needed for our purposes and Sapolsky's long dissertation on free will. Philosophically interesting but a practical time waste. That's amazing you know this is also one of the reasons why I think summaries are pretty amazing also to figure out and see whether you are gonna like the book or not because i mean if you go through this you basically know like you know well 50 60 70% of the whole book maybe less you know and so you really can decide for yourself whether you want to buy it you know and juice it as an investment or choose something else over it but i took well no I thought about searching the rating of the book, but I think that it is gonna change my opinion on it, which, by the way, is also something that I'm that I'm trying not to do when I'm watching movies. You know, quite lately, I'm, I'm really trying on, on Saturdays at least to, to, to rest. I've seen that... I mean, I do so many things, I force myself to do so many things, I do so many, so many things every single fucking day that, well that are difficult and hard and are just really, yeah, they, they, I, I need discipline to do those things, even though, I mean, I've been doing them for quite a while and whatnot there, um, you know, which is a reason why it's not that difficult anymore, but I also thought, well, <laughs> what about just, just resting a bit, what about just, you know, not killing myself every single day, you know, what about that, and so, Maybe I'm going to watch a movie today, I'm actually pretty pumped for doing so, but I need to do some work beforehand so that I don't feel bad about myself. But yeah, anyway, you need to think in an interdisciplinary way. Sapolsky's message and his goal with Behave is to provide an interdisciplinary approach to people and psychology. He says that you cannot look at the trees without losing sight of the forest. You need an interdisciplinary approach. The temporal elements of what influence behavior. Many disciplines study what influences our behavior. And depending on when we act, different causes tend to be the most immediate trigger. A second before we act, which is then neurological, from seconds to minutes before we act, environment and sensory stimuli, hours to days before we act, this is going to be hormones, and thousands of years before we act, it's genetics. And if you think about it, like... Your genetics are a deep, well, actually a predisposition of, of what we do and how we act and how we behave. And this is insane. It really is. You know, this is, I mean, in theory, well, yeah, I would say, I don't know. I'm not a genetics specialist or whatnot. But if you think about it in that way, then every single thing that you do and start and, and create and whatever it might be, it is kind of, you know, it's coming from your genetics to some degree, you know, how you are, what you do, probably also what partner you're searching for and just all these things, these can be determined by your genetics or are determined by your genetics, I believe, you know, just some thoughts, you know, maybe you can look that up, actually, well, I think that I'm going to look that up, testosterone, a status-seeking hormone, testosterone, makes men makes man more aggressive. Goes the cliché. Don't necessarily think it's true, but it is not really true. Well, yeah. Within the normal range, individual differences in T or testosterone don't predict who will be aggressive. The more ordi- the more an organism has been aggressive, the less testosterone is needed for future aggression. When testosterone plays a role, it's uh, facilitatory. It doesn't create aggression. It just makes people more sensitive to triggers for aggression, particularly in those predisposed to aggression. Well, I mean, if I, if I take testosterone, like external testosterone, I think I would be the most angry motherfucker there is. You know, at at this point, I, I've really been able to kind of just you know, turn down my aggression and my angriness and whatnot, even though today I've already been angry again. Um, But it, it, well, it is genetic. You know, in in terms of of me, it is genetic. It is just what it is. I, well, I can do something about it, but I probably won't. And so, yeah, anger. Anger is something that I'm having inside of me. Testosterone fosters aggression only during challenges to status and Testosterone increases whatever behavior is needed to maintain status, which, depending on context, might also lead to more generosity. Interesting. Studies that link aggression to testosterone also cannot pinpoint causality because aggression also increases testosterone. Amazing. When the difference of testosterone concentration in an individual are within the normal distribution, there are no, uh, there are no differences in behavior. When they are huge, then individuals do become more aggressive. However, individuals who decide to increase their testosterone might already be predisposed towards more aggression. In the end, different levels of testosterone are not good at explaining why some individuals are more aggressive than others. And the actual effects depends on context. An increasing... What an increase in risk-taking, for example, which is linked to testosterone, might lead to taking a risk and making peace offer. It also makes people feel good, potentially leading to more pro-social behavior, and when status is awarded through pro-social behavior, higher doses of testosterone make people behave more generously. In sum, testosterone makes people seek status, but what awards status is context-dependent, so the effects of testosterone are context-dependent as well. So the problem is not that testosterone causes aggression. The problem is the frequency, which with which our society rewards aggression. Uh, oxytocin, the pro group hormone. Oxytocin, isn't the, isn't oxytocin also anotropic, or am I wrong here? Hmm. Anyway, so anotropic being quite quote-unquote smart drug as. You know, I looked into it today in the morning, actually, because of, because of, well, actually, was it because of yesterday? Or because I, well, yeah, yesterday. Yesterday I watched the video on just getting shredded because at this point in time I I am, um, you know, some sort of a, on a diet. Even though I'm, I'm naturally a pretty thin person, I feel like that I've gained a lot of weight in, in my face and a lot of fat in my face. And... And just in general, even though I've been in pretty good shape before and, and, and whatnot, it's actually only about my face. I don't know why this is happening. I don't know why I'm just uh, having some issues with that. I've looked up multiple sources. I've looked up so many different websites and and also studies and shit and whatnot. But I've not come to a concrete conclusion why this is the case. You know, Of course, it could also be genetic. You know, that you know, some people hold more water, maybe as well, but more fat in their face rather than on their belly, which is the case for me, you know. I do have some belly fat and I do for sure have gained weight over the course of just some time. But, um, but yeah. Anyway, so I've, I've looked into that and I've came across gorilla mode... Uh, no, Gorilla Mind, Mind, not race, Mind, Mind Rush. Yeah, um, which is actually a supplement which I think is more or less a, a pre-workout supplement which is used by, you know, many people. And apparently it is actually depressing your appetite. And I've looked into this and, and whatnot and I've found in general that Gorilla Mode, uh, Gorilla Mind Rush apparently is a very, 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 very cheap nootropic, you know, which is actually giving you more focus, better memory, and so on, and so on, and so on, which is amazing if you think about it. On the other hand, of course, uh, on the other hand, of course, it's, 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 well, I mean, there is side effects, which are, you know, not that, that of a huge deal, actually, but there is one component which is included, which, um, well, is banned in certain countries, and actually, in quite a lot of countries, but the U.S., for example. And therefore, it's it's like well, I'm probably not gonna get it in the in the EU. And so yeah. Anyway, oxytocin, the pro-group hormone, and against all else. If testosterone got too bad a reputation, oxytocin is coasting on a false good reputation. Oxytocin increases mother-child bond. Incur- well. I think that I'm mixing things up. Anyway, encourages mono- monogamous pair bonding, enhances trust and social affiliation, makes people more cooperative and generous when dealing with them. It makes us more ethnocentric and xenophobic. There is a huge caveat for oxytocin, the love hormone. It only increases trust and generosity towards the us or the in-group. It makes nice trust and worse to everyone else. Just like testosterone, the effects of oxytocin are dramatically dependent on context, who are who you are. Your environment and who that person is, but yeah, I think that I'm gonna end the episode there, and I wish you the best health, wealth, happiness, and all success. Keep in mind that we all can do something that's amazing. Gonna see you the next time. Bye bye.